Welcome to the Journal.ie's The Explainer, where every week we take a deep dive into a different news story. I'm Sinead O'Carroll, and this week, what's the story with rapid COVID tests? A tweet during the week caught my eye as the poster, who's a doctor, was musing about the past and how if someone had told him when he was a student studying antigen tests that one day there would be culture wars over them, he'd have thought that they were stone mad. But here we are at that stage of the pandemic tensions between government and NEFED over them, even internal tensions in a group asked to study their potential use to Ireland. And that's not even getting near the Twitter rows about it. We are opening up Ireland, but there are debates about how fast or slow that movement should be. We will be mostly outdoors in small groups and social distance for most of the summer, but a lot of people argue that we could be doing more to up the capacity at said events or even move some things inside. The availability of antigen tests is one thing pointed to as a reason why we could do these more exciting things. But what are antigen tests? What do they do? How effective are they? What's the best use for them? And could they allow us to have a somewhat more indoor summer? We're going to find out today and back with us is Conal Thomas who has all of the answers. But first though to our producer and author of the Journal's Coronavirus Newsletter, Nikki Ryan. Nikki, you went up to Little last week and bought one of these test kits and I know you're fully aware of the advice around them and you won't take a result as proof that you don't have COVID, but you're going to take one for us here and talk us through the entire process. Yeah, it's going to be a bit unpleasant for you guys to watch, but sure look, it's going to be more unpleasant for me. So yeah, you're right. I went up to Little last week and I got a box of these um, tests, five for 25 euro. Um, I took one last week, so I kind of know what I'm doing, kind of. It's not that complicated, but, you know, I'm not a medically trained professional, uh, so it's very hard for me to tell if I'm actually doing it right. Um, I know our listeners can't see, but I'm going to hold it up for you guys to look at. Um, You have a swab that's in a kind of sterile packaging. Um, The actual testing tray itself, which is kept also in sterile packaging until you need it. There's a little vial of buffer solution, which you'll use to transfer the swab you take from your nose into the test tube and into the tray to test. Um, and then there's also this little piece of cardboard, which is kind of fun. It's um, it's like a little workstation that you'd have from a child's chemistry set. So I say it's kind of fun, but it's kind of fun in a sad way. Anyway. It is uh, what I was thinking of when you showed it up. I was like, oh, that looks like something fun for a kid to play yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I have my test tube already in the um, workstation, which means that I can open up my little vial of buffer solution and also I've sterilized my hands. Um, I haven't touched anything beforehand, so I'm kind of keeping everything as legit as possible. Then you have to be very careful not to touch the test tube with the buffer solution and put the buffer solution into the test tube. Is that for contamination to make sure that they don't touch? Yeah, in case there was anything on the container of the buffer solution. Now, okay, <laughs> this is the unpleasant part. Nikki looks nervous, everybody. Uh, So, oh God, how do I do this? There we go. So I've had a couple of PCR tests, so I have an idea of how far up my nose it's meant to go. Um, The instructions have a diagram of of like someone's nose and show you how far it goes up. And it says it's meant to go up 2.5 centimeters. So here we go. It is a long swab. It's I, the whole thing's not going up my nose though. Like, <laughs> so okay, forgive me, guys. Here I go. Oh, he's wincing. He's gone right up. Oh, 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 oh. That is pretty far. He's tickling his brain. Okay. 
Now, this is not to discourage anyone from going for a test, okay? Because it's unpleasant briefly and then it's over and then that's it. So you put. And also, you feel really proud of yourself when the person says, God, you did very well there. Yeah, exactly. Thanks very much. <laughs> so it's up your nose, you twist it around three or four times. And that was only one nostril, so I have to do the other nostril now as well. Oh, nearly hit the brain there, Nikki. I hope this is as much fun for listeners as it is for me. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh God. It's like, it is like tickling your brain. Um, so what I did was I twisted it around three or four times in each. So now I take the swab and I put it into the test tube and I twist it around three or four times. And then I'm going to leave that there for a minute. And what I'll do is you guys can get on with the podcast, but what I'll do then is I will um, take this little testing tray, which I'll open up now for you. And I will put three drops of that solution, 75 microliters into that little hole. And then in about 15 minutes, I will have a result. I have to check it after 15 minutes, but not after 20 minutes, because then it'll be invalid. So when you guys are finished the podcast, I'll come back in with my result, which will hopefully be negative or not so much negative as this test was unable to confirm if I had COVID. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. Great stuff. Thanks, Emil and Nikki. Um, that was very enjoyable. Conal, we will get on with the podcast as we await uh, Nikki's fate there for, from his COVID test. But obviously, we've talked through what the antigen test looks like if you're taking one. But can you bring us back to basics and tell us what an antigen test is? Sure, Sinead. Um, an antigen test basically is um, it's looking for the proteins which are basically found on the surface of the virus. Um, just to break it down a little bit in terms of accuracy, I suppose, it's they're most accurate on symptomatic people. And as we've seen, the difference, we can get into the difference, I suppose, between PCR and antigen in a minute. But the, I suppose the, the key thing about antigen tests that we've heard is, is they're called rapid. They're very fast. So basically, as Nikki has kind of displayed for us, it's self-administered in this case, nasal swab, up the nose, each nostril for about five seconds. And then, as Nikki will show us a display for us later on, you put the result in the, the tray and you get a result in about 15 minutes. And so it's looking for the proteins. So the virus has to be kind of quite there <laughs> for it to work. Exactly. This, this is the thing, I suppose, about the antigen test is that they work better on people who are symptomatic as opposed to pre-symptomatic or asymptomatic. So uh, you're, you're looking at about probably 80% accuracy if somebody is, is symptomatic and has symptoms of COVID-19, but it's far less accurate if, if somebody doesn't have symptoms yet, because again, it's looking for the proteins on the surface of the virus as opposed to PCR tests, which is looking for the genetic material. For those of us who have friends in the UK, we've been hearing a lot about their lateral flow tests. Are they the same thing? They are. They are basically exactly the same thing. Okay, that has caused definite confusion in uh, our WhatsApp groups, which shows kind of the confusion between all these things and why some of these arguments are happening, I guess. Exactly. And it's, it's all about terminology, lateral flow, antigen, antibody test, PCR. So we can try and break down the differences between them, I suppose. Yeah, let's start with the difference between a PCR test and an antigen test. So as I say, the antigen test is looking for the proteins on the surface of the, the virus, but uh, uh, the, a PCR test, which I suppose we've heard this term gold standard, it's the gold standard of, of testing for COVID because it's essentially looking at the genetic, the virus at a genetic level, which is far, kind of far more accurate. So a PCR test is much more sensitive and can catch cases where they're not just symptomatic, but they're pre-symptomatic or, or even asymptomatic. But there are... I suppose drawbacks to the PCR test probably just worth 
reminding our listeners that PCR tests are the ones that are used widely in Ireland by, by laboratories, by the HSE in order to detect COVID-19. Now, the drawback to them, I suppose, that unlike the antigen test, which Nikki has displayed, is quite a quick, rapid turnaround. The PCR test takes a bit longer. It can take two to three days. The HSE have got it to around 24 hours. But again, as we saw in the third wave and earlier this year, the more pressure there are on laboratories to process these types of tests, the longer it takes, and that can lead to delays. And that's obviously key when you're trying to track the disease and get people to isolate and get a true kind of accurate representation of, of the spread of the virus, if that makes sense. And just before we move on, it is important to say that while PCR tests are accurate, as in sometimes they can be 95% accurate or even higher, no test is 100%. So we will miss some number in all cases. Conal, the other test that you mentioned there is an antibody test. There are different antigen tests, correct? Sure. Um, so if I can put it simply, I suppose an antigen is something that will make you sick, but an antibody is something that um, it's kind of how your body will defend itself against antigens. So an antibody test really is when you're essentially starting to recover, as it were, and your body only produces antibodies when it's starting to recover. So in a sense, an antibody test is it's not useful. It's too late, essentially, to stop transmission then, but it's useful to confirm past infections. So they'd be very accurate, the antibody tests. They'd be, they, there's a lab in the Matter Hospital that would do them. But again, they're, they're more used to get a sort of an accurate picture of post-infection and, and a truer sense of, of the level of disease within the community over the past few weeks or months, etc. But unlike an antigen or PCR, they're, 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 there's no use really in using them to try and identify whether a person has COVID or not then and needs to isolate as it were. Yeah, people probably remember the first wave when there just wasn't enough testing facilities. So a lot of people were wondering, mm, I wonder if I did have it because I was sick that, that week or, or whatever. Um, before we move on to the, the debate and the tensions around the antigen tests, one of the things that come up and we're all experts at uh, this stuff, but there's a couple of terms that people uh, say, oh, look, these tests are great because they're sensitive or whatever. Can you take us through what we will be hearing about antigen tests during this debate? So kind of going to hear about about these two particular terms Sinead so there's one there's sensitivity and one is specificity so sensitivity essentially is the ability of a test to correctly identify a person with a disease or in this case a virus COVID-19 specificity is the ability of a test to correctly identify a person without the disease now PCR is quite high at identifying both those things whereas antigen is only kind of highly sensitive as in what we discussed is sort of if a person has the virus is symptomatic, there's a good chance that an antigen test will identify that. However, it's only moderately specific. So that's the difference between the two there. So it won't tell you that you don't have it, kind of what Nikki was saying at the start. It's not going to say that he's COVID negative because that, that's not how it works. So let's get into the numbers about how accurate antigen tests are. Yeah, um, I suppose it depends on who you talk to. I mean, but I spoke to a few people in, in, in the last week who've kind of given different figures, but the general consensus would be uh, we look at symptomatic versus asymptomatic. Um, if you're symptomatic, if you have symptoms, essentially, there's about an 80% chance an antigen test is, antigen test is going to um, pick that up and identify that and, and essentially you'll get a positive result then. But if you're asymptomatic, there's only about a 50% chance that it's going to identify that. And that's that's part of the issue here. And we can, what we've heard, I suppose, from the public health officials this week is the implications of that 50%. So, I mean, for instance, a person can take an antigen test, they get a negative result, 
But the reality is that's only it's only 50% chance that you actually don't have the disease. And really it all comes down to, I suppose, the behavior. As was in the first instance, if an antigen test isn't picking up a positive case, it's not then being processed in the way it would through a PCR test. So how it would work normally and how public health officials are sticking to is if you're symptomatic, you go to your GP, your GP then refers you to for a free PCR test, which is then processed through the HSE. And, and all that brings in in terms of contact tracing, your close contacts, the, the need to isolate for them to isolate and then go for tests themselves. However, if you're self-administering an antigen test at home and you get a negative result, that doesn't mean you don't have COVID. And the worry within public health, I suppose, is that you're then missing positive cases and it may give people, I suppose, a false sense of security. Yeah, so we kind of know that from Neffet, they're very against self-administering these tests, particularly the ones that are bought in supermarkets. But there have been use cases for antigen tests, even within Ireland. That's right, yeah. Um, We'll hear a lot, I suppose, and we have heard a bit about where they can be useful. So we'll we'll hear a little bit about cultural events, probably over the next couple of months, workplaces. but the one example where they have been used and, and they still are being used is, is meat factories. Um, the HSE carries out serial testing um, in certain settings. One of them was nursing homes, although they're now ending that due to the vaccination programme, which is obviously a good thing. When the the clusters um, broke out in meat plants last year, the HSE realised they had to go in and kind of try and manage the situation. So what the HSE now do is they do two antigen tests among all meat plant workers a week, in addition to one PCR test a month. So there is a case for using them. So I should also add the HSC has done about 20,000 or over 20,000 of these antigen tests in meat factories since their serial program began late last summer. But I think it's important to say that antigen testing is very much a sort of an additional measure. But also if you're testing within something like a meat plant and, and within that whole sector, that is almost like a at this stage a controlled environment if that makes sense it's something that's constantly being monitored so you can use antigen testing twice a week in those settings it'll give you a, a broad picture of 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 level of disease etc and the need to isolate but then the agency is also still doing the pcr once a month in these settings so it has a much more kind of accurate picture in those controlled settings i suppose the worry would be if people are just kind of using them willy-nilly at home that's not really being processed through the system in order to, in terms of case management, in terms of contact tracing, etc. Yeah, so the uneasiness has come from the little, and that's not particularly because they're supermarket bought or they're their little brand, they are reaching the standards that they need to reach for antigen tests. Um, but is it down to trust of uh or a lack of trust in people not doing them properly or not behaving correctly afterwards? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to behaviour. But, you know, there's something that I think that's somewhat been missing in the debate in as much as or the, 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 the commentary around this is that from Neffet's perspective, I suppose, their their policy has always been, you know, isolate GP PCR test and wait for your vaccine. So I suppose now that we're at this critical moment, there is concern around the behaviour of people self-administering these tests. The Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Tony Holland, gave an example of um, how it might affect something, say, like a person going to a wedding if they've taken one of these antigen tests. And a wedding and indoor event is a real super-spreading opportunity. And if you have one person attending that wedding with the disease uh, and you have an antigen test with a sensitivity of 50%, which is about the average of their performance in the hands of trained professionals. In half of the circumstances, the test will not pick up that case. And if the individual then and the event goes ahead on the basis that the antigen test has enabled it and everybody is safe, there's a real risk then that you'll get super spreading type transmission. And by the time you pick, by the time we pick those things up, you can be at what we call maybe second or third generation transmission. 
you know, a week or 10 days after the event. And now the event has spread out into the community. So that kind of outlines what his opposition to self-administered ones, but are Neffet opposed to antigen testing outside of, say, what you've mentioned there, meat factories? Like, are they opposed to doing it at cultural events, which you also mentioned? I suppose right now, I suppose, yes. I mean, we asked about whether Neffet and the government are on the same page in this. It's a kind of a yes and no. I, I mean, it's very possible that later down the line, as the vaccine rollout ramps up, there's going to be a place for antigen testing. I suppose there was an expert group that last month basically um, recommended that self-administered COVID-19 tests like rapid antigen tests should be rolled out across a number of settings. But but I think what's key to, to this whole thing is that 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 particular report, bear in mind, which wasn't actually endorsed by two of the five members who drew it up, or two of the six members, I should say, it was what that report recommended was that feasibility studies carried out on whether they could play a role, for instance, somewhere like schools. But, but it also said that the, that the antigen test should, should complement existing HSE PCR testing. So there's a, there's a kind of a subtlety there that I think is being missed. There's a bit of a commentary around antigen testing or sort of like the, the silver bullet to reopening. But in reality, we know that, as Dr. Holan outlined, there's only a 50% chance if you get a negative result of you not having COVID, for instance. So the worry then is the knock-on behaviour. So I think from Neffet's perspective, that for they see it as as we're at a very critical time in terms of restrictions are easing. We've seen as restrictions ease how case figures go up. Their policy is again rem- remember it's GP isolate PCR and wait for your vaccine. So I think we're going to see the government probably roll out antigen testing in terms of piloting certain outdoor events. But I think that's going to be contingent on a high level of vaccination. And what Neffet are saying is we are not there yet. So don't rely on these antigen tests to to try that just yet, I suppose. Yeah, I think from the other side, though, people will think, well, you know, even a 50% test is better than no test, particularly for things that are going to go ahead anyway, like schools. Like you are going to go to school anyway every day, especially if you're asymptomatic. The only reason you wouldn't go to school is if you have symptoms. So surely a 50% reassurance that you're probably okay is better than no reassurance at all. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it comes down to as well levels of freedom and reopening and what restrictions you can put on people. I mean, you couldn't keep people in a scenario where it could only be a GP self-isolate PCR scenario. That's not possible, particularly as we're reopening. But I suppose the key thing in terms of like schools would be the HSE and the contact tracing teams are already closely monitoring them, monitoring them. So if it was feasible to do antigen testing in that particular setting, I personally, for instance, would have a lot less concern about outbreaks regarding antigen testing in those or perhaps antigen testing not picking up every case. Because the reality is that we've seen with the meat factories, if these things are closely monitored, you're, you're, you're closely tracking the disease, you're closely tracking the level within a particular population. The worry is that if somebody, for instance, buys a test in a supermarket, brings it home, gets a negative result, which remembers only 50%, and they say, well, now I'm going to have a house party because all my friends have got one as well. That's the concern because you only have a half a chance really of not having COVID. And what's the guarantee that, for instance, if you had 10 people over to your house, that all of them would have had their antigen test? So I spoke to Professor of um, Immunology, Kingston Mills, who actually sat on the expert advisory group, and he would be quite a, a proponent of, of antigen testing. But he did say to me and that, you know, misinterpreting, as it were, what a negative result means would be a worry. So he said that people could think that they're not infectious, they don't have COVID-19, they can do what they want. But he did add, which I thought was quite interesting, was that he said a public information campaign about the benefits and risks of these these tests moving forward would really help.
Yeah, because they are being used in the UK and there is the NHS is sending them to homes. They're being used across offices a lot. Is that because the vaccination level is higher and they got to that point? Or is there just a different thinking amongst their health experts there? I think it's a combination of both. It is obviously we know the UK are way ahead of most countries in terms of the vaccination, but it also comes down to a population level. And I suppose what we've seen in the UK is that they tend to go through lockdowns and then lift restrictions quite quickly as opposed to us doing it gradually, which is what we've been doing. So again, it comes down to this whole thing. The antigen test is absolutely a kind of a weapon in our arsenal. It's just and it's a complement, as it were, to the PCR contact tracing to the vaccination program. But it just isn't the silver bullet that I think some people are putting it forward as. So are Neffet and the government still on completely different pages on this, like I mentioned uh, in, the, in the introduction? I think I think it's fair to say they are. I think they, they are for now. But again, I think it's one of the things that's probably worth saying is from Neffet's perspective, they see us, I suppose Neffet have always seen us in a precarious situation, but particularly they now they see us in this very precarious situation where we're reopening. They don't really know what's going to happen in terms of the level of the disease. And we simply haven't hit that level of vaccination to open up wider and to bring in something like antigen testing for sports events, cultural events. Well, we heard Dr. Tony Holland recently say that he's hopeful that, for instance, there will be spectators in September at the All-Ireland Final. There's a very good chance that come that time, antigen testing is going to play a key role in allowing events like that to go ahead. It's just that we're not, at least Neffet don't see us as being there right now. And I might also add that there's been some pushback in terms of the government, uh, in terms of, I suppose, uh, Professor Philip Nolan's snake oil comments that uh, the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, said were unhelpful. But I think it's probably worth pointing out that Neffet are saying this, what saying one thing the, the government aren't necessarily endorsing antigen testing yet either i think it's just that they plan to during the summer so it's that little bit of tension that neither side are quite there yet to agree how to approach it just explain to people the snake oil comment there just in case anyone missed it neffet's uh, head of modeling uh professor philip nolan um came out uh, last week in response to Lidl's uh, advertising for their antigen test. And he basically said, he, he in response to their, their, their tweet, he said, um, can I have a side of snake oil with that? Which, uh, and said that these, these tests won't protect you. It was quite a strident comment. Um, there's been a lot of criticism of it, but at the same time, I can see behaviorally where he was coming from in terms of the worry that Neffet have expressed in terms of people getting these tests. I mean, remember, Little sold out of these tests over the weekend. So people getting these tests and it allowing them to think that they can then engage in risky behaviour. Yeah, one of the things that um, I would like advice on, so Conal, you can be my personal advice giver, is these tests to me, so we're allowed to go to people's gardens right now. So if I'm going home to my parents and I'm going to hang out in their garden um, for an afternoon, to me, it feels like I would like that 50, even if it's only 50%, I can, you know, take the antigen test. And then if it does come back positive, I won't go to the garden. Um, if I do go to the garden with a negative, with a undetected result, I will still social distance. I'll still be outside. You know, we won't go inside. So to me, that probably makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, I think if, like, absolutely, but if I think if, you know, if you were symptomatic, or you're feeling a bit under the weather, absolutely, by all means, take an antigen test as I said you know there's an 80 percent chance it will pick up the virus you'll then obviously have to isolate go to your gp and get another pcr test anyway and it'll involve all the contact tracing but i think from a public health perspective a 50 percent chance of not having covid by getting a negative result the question i think individuals need to ask themselves is well if i went to the outside garden and i social distanced and i washed my hands and i wore a mask arguably that's as effective as getting a 50 percent 
uh, result. So I think the advice for people who are wondering whether they should get these antigen test results is that firstly, they're not a substitute for public health advice. So we still need, all need to follow those guidelines. And um, I would say if be aware that if you get a negative result, it's probably perhaps only 50% chance it's accurate. Um, and then remember that it doesn't give that doesn't give you, um, as it were, a, a green light to engage in risky behaviour. And, and an antigen test right now, although it's tempting, it isn't a vaccine. Um, and so, yeah, we are obviously you you two guys Nikki and Connell are following the the vaccine rollout and every week we have our data piece and we are getting there and there was positive news in last week's one hopefully more positive news uh when you publish this one on Saturday Nikki did you get your test result yes I did and for our listeners um to be fully clear on this Sinead and Connell don't know what the result is going to be um but during that recording I had an alarm set on my phone for 15 minutes and after 15 minutes I looked at the um testing tray and there's two two letters on it, C and T. C stands for control and T stands for test. So you need to get a band in C and that basically shows you that this test has detected the buffer solution and it is functioning to the best of its ability. Very like a pregnancy test for any women out there who probably know, a lot of men will know as well, but yeah. There you go. Um, and then there's the T band and the instructions say, that no matter how faint it is, if anything appears in that T-band, you need to go and you consider that a positive result. And then obviously in Ireland, the advice is then you need to get a PCR test. I'm a little nervous for you now. All right, no. So in this case, there is absolutely nothing in that T-band for me. So as Colin has explained, that doesn't really mean anything to me i i i i'm planning to meet up with a friend tomorrow we're going to be outdoors we're probably going to wear a mask and we're going to probably going to keep a distance well we are definitely going to do all of those things because we have to right now but the only difference that this test has made is that i'm not positive but that doesn't mean i'm not negative so so it means you don't have to cancel that event which is probably what it's telling you yeah, exactly. And it doesn't mean that I need to call my girlfriend and say, eh, you probably need to come home from work now because uh, I have COVID, maybe, possibly 80% chance that I do. Um, it's not a go-ahead to have a house party. I'm not having a house party. Sorry, Cole. You'd be invited if I was, but look, I'm not going to. I know. Someday. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Conal. And hopefully someday soon we will all be vaccinated. But in the meantime, I hope everyone enjoys their weekend activities, socially distanced and outside, and hopefully it will not rain. Thank you for listening to The Explainer and a big thank you to Conal and Nikki for joining us today and particularly to Nikki for taking the test. This episode of The Explainer was brought to you by producers Aoife Barry and of course Nikki Ryan. If you want to support The Explainer, there's a few things you can do. Head to thejournal.ie forward slash contribute to become a monthly subscriber. You can also leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's a great way to make sure other people discover, listen and love it too. Thank you and catch you next time. <laughs>